Hi, this is New Dawn, and welcome to La Power, the magnificent power of whatever the subject happens to be. On today's menu, it's ladies' season, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the chat as I shine a light on some of the fabulous ladies from my hometown who are out there unapologetically doing their thing. Hi, Portia. Hey. Thank you so much for joining me today on Blapow. I know it's been a while trying to get here, <laughs> but um, yeah, we made it. Yeah. We made it. Uh, firstly, would you like to introduce yourself? Just tell people your name, what you're about. Okay, so my name's Portia Walker. I am a DJ and a sports model. Yep. Lovely stuff. Okay, let's start at the beginning. When I first heard your name, you were a little girl, and it was all about this this little girl who was so good at playing football. <laughs> and I remember seeing a few bits and pieces around about you, and obviously I know your your dad. So um, yeah, there there was kind of the the little black girl connection kind of thing. <laughs> so how did you get into playing football? Um, so I have a brother who's a year and a half older than me, so. It was a thing where I always used to copy what he used to do. So he used to like, it started where he would put me in a bus stop and then just boot the ball at me. You're in goal and I'm taking the shots. That's what he used to say. So he used to go in goal. um, And that's when I learned like not to be scared of the ball. So I hit the age of eight and then my mum got me into a team um, and I was just playing football with the boys. And then at the age of 10, um, I signed my first contract with Fulham and then I left within like three months because I didn't like the professional sides of things. I just wanted to play football for fun. Okay. I loved it so much. I wanted to do it for fun. I wasn't there for the fitness or the competition. And like my mum, my mum's obviously not broke, but my mum's not rich. And then their parents had money. Mm-hmm. like, And they used to look down on my mum and, and my nan. And, and then when I started scoring goals, they wanted to like, talk to my mum and I saw it myself and that's one of the reasons why I left as well so I went on to just play for local teams till like the age of like 16 17 um and then I got to college not my first year of college and then I went to a college in North London and it's connected with Spurs and I ended up signing for Spurs and I was with Spurs for like two seasons and then I went to West Ham I went to Millwall Oh, yeah, yeah, Millwall. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then, um, and then I went back to Spurs, and then it got to a point because work got involved in that. It was a thing where I have to pick work or football, and I had to pick work. By work, you mean? I was a full time lifeguard. Oh, really? I was do. I was like when I hit Spurs, I was playing. I was in the reserves team, but I was training with first team as well. So. Because I live in, obviously I live in Slough, they were training um, Enfield and I wouldn't get home till like one in the morning and then oh. I'd have to wake up again at five in the morning to start my shift at six. And my body was literally just shutting down on me. Oh, I, I can well imagine. Yeah. You've packed a lot in you, your 22 years. Yeah, man. I've been about. You really have. Okay, so going back to the football side, you, you know, you said you played for Millwall. <laughs> um, the girl side's not as bad. <laughs> so that that kind of brings me into my next question, which was um, 
about the racism in sport. Now, obviously, you started from a young age. Yeah. Did you notice anything when you were younger, or was it when you got older? Um, when, nah, not when I was younger. It was more when I hit... It was more when... Because I was playing... Um, for a long time, I was just playing for local teams. It's when you hit, like, the professional sides of things. That's when you start to see it. And when you're older... It's like you're playing senior. Once you hit 16, you're senior. You're playing with women. It's okay. not like the men's where you have like under 21s and stuff. You literally play straight with the women. And it's just like little things. Like when you're in the changing rooms, you don't want to play your music because you're thinking in your head, are these not going to like my kind of music? Do you know what I mean? And it's like when you... Like once you see like the professional teams like Arsenal, like WSL1, you clock, there's not many black females there why is it always like white white girls there there's no role model to look up to you know what i mean so yeah yeah do you know it's it's weird because you think being women that it might be the attitudes might be different mm -hmm. in comparison to how the men are with um the attitudes towards race and whatever in football but obviously it seems like it's still the same um yeah regardless of, of what your gender is wow okay so you don't play football now do you no. so when did you decide to stop playing um, I was like, how old am i now 20 like <laughs> i think i was like 20 like midway through 20 um my body i was like i wouldn't say i was like depressed but i just weren't me like my body was shutting down and it was like a thing where sometimes i just wouldn't turn up for work Okay. Like my body was shattered, <laughs> and I even like spoke to my manager about it, and she was all like, "Well, what about if you just come training once a week?" And I said, "Like that would be good, but I want to earn my place in the starting eleven. It's not fair if I'm in the starting eleven and there's girls there who are training all week and don't even make the starting eleven. Mm. I said that's not fair, and oh. then yeah, I just made the choice to um, to leave. And it was probably the best choice I've ever made. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. I like that. Um, okay, so you made a film. Yeah. Um, let's get this right. Is it Because I'm Black? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, about the racism in football. Again, was that through your own experiences? So, this is such a long story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. It's all right. Tell so, me. I'm here for it. The, the whole Floyd thing happened and the outburst and the protests and um, I thought I want I want to do something um, I want I want to speak up and I'm in the sports industry so I know what it's like being a female of color in the football scene so it's not like anything that I'm making up so I was at I was at um, I think we was in lockdown was we in lockdown yeah last year yeah so in lockdown and. I was just... I basically, I can't with the whole concept in three days. In three days, I can't with the whole concept. And I put out this um, survey thing to get statements from loads of different girls. I put it on my social media and I told everybody what I was doing. Girls from like the age of 16 all the way to 30 wrote statements about their experiences being a female of colour in the football industry. So I'd done my research. I just didn't do anything. I was like, cool, I need to put a date together. I found someone to do spoken word 
and her name's Alicia, she's my friend, she does spoken word and she's so sick at it. And I said to her, um, she done her spoken word and then we went to studio, um, a, a girl called Karma Crew, she's a producer, put us a beat together and some of the things in the spoken word we changed because I had, once I have an idea in my head, I know how I want it. Okay. And I was like, nah, you need to like keep repeating, is it because I'm black? You need, you need to keep repeating that and then we got a company messaged me and they was all like oh we love what you're doing can we make posters for you for your shoot that you're doing I'm like great <laughs> and absolutely great um, so yeah we've done that and it was just like a thought like when we're in our groups at football we always talk about it amongst our groups but no one has ever spoken up about it so I thought listen I'm going to be the one to talk, talk to people because I do not care what this football industry thinks about me. Everyone's scared to speak up because they could actually lose their football career over it. I don't care. Enough is enough now. I'm, I'm speaking. Do you know what? I applaud you. I really do. <laughs> I love anybody who's got the, the balls <laughs> to um, speak up and, and say their piece. And yeah, definitely. And so, at such a young age as well, mm-hmm. um, usually you find it's kind of the older ones that want to talk up but um I actually do see now that there's a lot more youngsters who are like no we're not apologizing yeah. for anything I'm going to tell you straight I'm going to tell you yeah. how it is and the one thing that triggered it it was a girl called Ella Rutherford she was actually my friend but she played for Leicester City Leicester City's in WSL2 so they're full time and I was posting about Black Lives Matter and WSL if they're in charge of like the the whole female football thing like the professional side and you know when everyone was doing like blackout um yeah yeah everyone was doing that and they were posting about um pride but understand like it's pride pride happens every year as a gay female myself i i didn't think it was right they were promoting that when they have so many black females in their industry who's going through this at the time and they're promoting pride yeah. and I said to them furthermore and I asked them I said furthermore why have you never posted a colour girl on your page and everyone saw my comment <laughs> and then like three days later they're posting girls of color on their page like and everyone was saying why does it take you why does it take someone to tell to you be called do out. it because you want to yeah not because you have to and then yeah yeah uh, to be fair i think there's a lot of that energy that goes hand in hand with yeah. a lot of these um companies and organizations and the rest of it if it isn't for some big incident or something then they don't really pay much attention yeah. and then the girl popped up to me and she said well it's not even that deep what because they're not posting a black box and she was saying so much stuff yeah and i had a voice note and i put it on my instagram but I didn't say her name. Like, I'm not that person. Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. didn't... Because I know how crazy the internet was. I didn't want her to get hate. Because people, people actually yeah. go over the top. But Leicester saw it. Leicester's coaches are obviously... They're Jamaican. They saw it. Everyone was getting onto Leicester. And I, they didn't sign her the next season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And she was saying... She said to me, she apologised to me. I said, you're only apologising because your career's at risk, not because you're actually sorry. She mm. said, I can get people to take your social media down. I said, do it, and I can just make a new one. <laughs> social media don't mean that much to me. Allow it. Oh, dear. 
Okay, yeah, there unfortunately are some <coughs> people who um who just don't get it, no mm-hmm. matter how how much you try and put your point across as tactfully as possible, they just they just don't get it and yeah. never will. Um okay, so you touched upon you're gay. Yeah. Out and proud? Yeah, man. Love that. So I have to ask, especially being black and coming from the black community because we know that the majority of the elder generations are stuck in their ways for for want of a better word when it comes to um you know being gay and sexuality lgbtqia this you know um (laughs) so how was your experience with coming out um with your family Mm. I'm not gonna lie, my career couldn't have went better. Oh, lovely. I feel like I feel like they knew because I was like a tomboy. <laughs> um, I know you, I know like you shouldn't judge the way someone dresses, but like I was a tomboy. I love football. I was more into like boys' toys than I was girls. I would never play with a Barbie or <laughs> anything, especially because like my brother was like a year and a half older than me. I was just into boy stuff. He'd get Power Ranger outfit. I want that. <laughs> um, and one day I literally, it's just something I wanted to like tell them. For ages, just to get it off my shoulders. And I came out when I was, like, 19. Um, but then I just woke up one day and I was just like, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm being me. And from that day forward, like, I haven't been happier. Like, my mum was my mom was just like, I know. She said, if you're happy, I'm happy. And then I told my dad. He's all like, if you're happy, I'm happy. He was all like, but just now, I've always known. <laughs> then, because... Because they knew, I just, after that, I just didn't care it was what easier. Yeah. Even if, like, they was against it, I don't care. Like, I'm happy. Do you know what? I, I respect that. Um, obviously, as a black woman and a mother of two girls, I have made sure that from a young age, I had conversations with them um, about everything, really. Mm. Because I didn't get that when I was younger. Yeah. So I wanted to, to make a change with my girls. And um, I've always said to them, I don't care who mm. you bring home. I, I have two requirements, is that they make you happy. Yeah. And, you know, you're good. Once you're mm. good and, and they make you happy, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I don't care. Man, woman, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good. So I'm glad that you had a good experience. Yeah, the generation, um, I'd like, if the older generation could look into our generation and see how different it is, it's just like, when someone comes out, it's just a thing like, yeah, okay. Like, it's not a thing like, oh my god, did you hear that? Did you just get? No, it's just like, okay, cool. Like, you even got like some straight people who like find the girl attractive and they're just like, with me, I feel like you can't help you fall in love with. It doesn't matter what they are, who yeah. they are. You, you can't help you fall in love with, and it's as simple as that. That's it. You hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> <laughs> you really did. We loved that. Um, okay, so you've now moved on to DJing. Yeah. Um, and I believe that started last year, was it uh, during lockdown? Yeah. So how did that come about? Because I know you're from a very musical, um, you know, background. Your family um, yeah. had the sound. Sufferer's Choice? Was it Sufferer's? I don't even know, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it was Sufferer's Choice. Um, 
And yeah, and obviously just being black, you know, we're very musical people. Yeah. We love to vibe. We love a dance. We love a bass line. So um, how did the um, the DJing start? Um, so one day, I literally, I'm just one of these people. I just woke up one day and was like, I want to teach myself how to DJ. So I went out and bought all the DJ equipment. And it took me like three months to like learn the basics and stuff. And then, like, the time we came out of lockdown, I was, like, ready to, like, actually DJ, like, DJ. Do you know what I mean? Because I was thinking, I love music. Like, what can I do? Because I'm obviously not, like, this singer or artist <laughs> or... Do you know what I mean? So, um, I thought, right, I'm going to teach myself how to DJ because no matter how you feel, you're always just going to put music. If you're sad, you're going to put music. Happy, you're going to put music. Cleaning, you'll put music. And again, as black people, we feel a tune. Yeah, we, we do. feel it. So yeah. So I thought, yo, I'm just gonna teach myself how to DJ. But at the time, I was presenting. I was doing presenting, and DJing is just something. It, it was just something I wanted to learn. I just wanted to have there, and I ended up falling in love with it, man. I ended up falling in love with it, and it's just like the amount, like the amount of people I've met in the music industry through DJing, and it's a thing where when I DJ, I host my own set. Uh, I host it as well, so um, I've met a lot of connections and now I, I DJ for two artists and I've quit my job. Proper quit the day job. <laughs> yeah, man. Gone. Okay, so um, you played at Leeds. Oh, yeah. How was that? So there's an artist called Lost Girl. She's actually from Reading. She's up and coming um, and she got a slot at Leeds Festival and... And it's so mad, the night before she messaged me to be her uh, DJ, she was actually in my dream, so weird, I don't, so weird. <laughs> she was just like, hey, um, I need a DJ and I've been looking and she's like, you've got the vibe I need and will you be my DJ? Cool, we went from there, we went to Leeds, we were nearly late for our performance <laughs> and we, they, they couldn't find us a buggy to get us to the stage so we ran through the festival yeah my leg got caught in someone's tent yeah and we run through the crowd and jumped over a fence to get on the stage and i literally just grabbed the mic here and i was like leads what's good <laughs> and like everyone started cheering and then lost girl come on and i just pressed play and it the energy it, it's been like one of my best moments ever it's just like this when i was at leeds this is like i was like this is what i want to do do you know what? I've seen footage on your Instagram page and I can see the energy. I can see the connection with the crowd mm. and that you really love it. And I feel like as a female, it's just like, it's rare that you see a female who's confident on speaking with the mic and giving energy. Because as females, we always feel like males are judging us, mm. no matter what we're doing. And it's always males who compliment my energy. <laughs> That's the thing. It's always males who compliment my energy. So that's lit man i like i like it when males compliment my energy i mean to be fair you tick a few boxes i mean you know you've got the football under your hat the djing um you know you're gay so i'm gonna show them what i'm working with yeah that's why i just like i make sure i film everything get footage of everything because i want to i want you see maya jamma i want to be like maya jamma like she's got her hands in everything i just don't want to stay in one thing like, DJing is my first step. Then I want to go into, back into presenting again. Then I want to host and then put all of them together. Bam. So how did you get into presenting in the first place? So, Corinne FM, they literally just see my personality on Instagram. And they was like, have you ever thought of presenting? I was like, presenting? 
So I'm like, what? As, and I was just done it. I just went and done it. And I left that radio station because a couple things happened. He, They basically wanted me to run everything through them and they just didn't... I feel like they didn't like the fact that I had other opportunities. And, and if I'm not happy somewhere, I'm going. And I was just like, yeah, yeah I'm going. So that's that. So I was like presenting to stay on hold because DJing is making me a lot of money right now as well as my sports modelling. So it's just like, cool. I want presenting to come to me naturally. I don't want to keep like sending demos and stuff to people and waiting for them to get back to me. I want them to be like, yeah, she's the <laughs> one we want. Yeah, let's get her in. So the sports modelling, did that come off of the back of the football? Or was that through something else? That was that was literally just through a friend, and I've been Spain with Nike. Like I've been everywhere. It's been great. It's been great, man. Yeah. Honestly, I love it. I, I I'm feeling your energy, <laughs> and I just I I love the fact that you're just yeah. I'm in this. I'm gonna do this. I want it. So, what's what's next for Porsche Walker? Okay, cool. So. I've done a shoot not long ago, which is coming out in Adidas stores. It's supposed to be coming out this month. Next week, the 20th, starting from 27th, I'm going on tour with Dappy. Um, <laughs> going on tour with Dappy because Lost Girl, she's, she's going on tour with him. So I'm her DJ, so I'm going. Um, I've got... Got DJ bookings obviously. Um, and next month on BT Sport, I was I'm on a TV show which is airing next month. Um, you got me talking about um, what it's like to be a female college football. I made sure I put down the show and they were <laughs> loving it because I know the producers know me from my is it because I'm black short film. Okay. And they wanted to get they wanted to get it on there, so that's why I went on there um, and they're pushing that on there. So hopefully people like. A couple of big people could see what I'm talking about and be like, yeah, this girl's woke. <laughs> um, yeah, but after that, yeah, we're just grinding, see what com- comes from there. Okay, what's your um, what's your most favourite genre of music to play? Flash dancehall. <laughs> no doubt about it. But I like hip-hop as well. Like, hip-hop can really get the crowd going. But when, when I go out, if I don't hear Bashman or dancehall, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> you got to go to the right places yeah, for that. Um, what is it that you would like to see most in Slough that is lacking either to do with the industry that you're in or just overall? Um, there's just no opportunity for the youngers. Especially me, I feel like I'm young myself. I've had to go to London to get opportunity. And even like, my main goal, I want to open a youth centre. Like, that's like one of my main goals. And I feel like, but I want a youth centre that they can go there and actually learn something. So, like, with studios in there and computers in there and just them to learn things that they, they don't learn at school. And, um, yeah, I just feel like there's no opportunity at all for the youngers. Oh my God, do you know what? It's like you read my mind <laughs> because that is my ultimate goal is to um, create something like that. So, um that's really encouraging to hear and especially from someone so young um so yeah hopefully who knows what will happen in the future our minds might you know come together and and hopefully we can pull the community into um creating this because it's well needed um 
well overdue. Nothing. You just see the kids lurking on the streets, man. That's I even started under 18s events. Um, I, I've done two and they sold out. But I don't. I I'm not doing them anymore because it's like they just don't know. They just don't know how to behave. Um, I had a gang of kids. Disappointing. Waiting outside, for a boy. <sighs> like and I just don't want that on my name. So yeah. Had to scrap that. See, and this is what I mean. You try and do things, and it just gets spoilt mm. some somehow, some way. And if I think if the youngsters had a bit of guidance, like you said before, you know, you put on these events and whatever else, if they had the guidance and um, and just a bit of commitment and and care from the elders and put them on the right track, then. I'm Even, hoping they wouldn't go down that path because this whole ends thing just really yeah. does my head in. Even like a safe spot, like you can't even go to the park without like bumping into trouble. Like just a safe spot. Even if like the youth club had like a football pitch or a little basketball court, a studio. A lot of kids like music these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Music instruments, like come on, <laughs> something. Like there's just nothing. Off from the street and the road for them. Yeah, it it is very um disheartening. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully with more people thinking like you and myself and hoping to pull us all together, we can um, create something that they can use and will help them in the future. Okay, so um, what made you decide to switch careers from football to DJing? Um. I never, I never decided anything. Like it just happened. Like I quit football, but when I quit football, it was never a thing. Like oh, I quit football now. I'm going to do DJ, and I was just literally just getting on my life, just carry on, carrying on with my nine to five. Okay. And it's a thing where, with some jobs, you need certain grades and stuff to get that job. And I'm not even gonna lie, I failed all my GCSEs, and so it's just like education's not for me. There's different ways of just getting into an industry and. I've chose music and now I'm in it. And thriving by the looks of things. Yeah, now I'm in it. So and so I definitely I'm happy that I taught myself how to DJ because the people I've met, the things I've learned, it's mad. Loving it. Uh, I'm very very happy for you. I can tell just from your smile that you are loving it. I love it. Um, yeah, and actually, as I said, we love to see it. I love to see my young black females especially i mean obviously males too but being female um just thrive and and do what they want to do um because it's hard for us out here it is 100 percent. i mean even yourself you're mixed but you know that that means nothing to the people out there Mm -hmm. you know you're light dark whatever as far as they're concerned you're black Mm -hmm. and that puts you below um Mm -hmm. In some, obviously, certain people's eyes, not ours, obviously. And it's hard. It's hard for us out there. So, um, yeah, anybody who's making their mark and actually getting somewhere and thriving, I'm rooting for. Um, and even the ones who ain't, I'm, I'm willing to help you up and pull you up and If you want you know, something, get there. go and get it. All I'm saying, if you want something, go get it. Don't hold back for no one. Don't wait for no one. If you want to get it go get it because no one can see your dream like you can so don't wait around for people go and get it man uh do you know what you just summed that up so beautifully <laughs> i think we can definitely end there where can we find you if uh, we want to book you for an event 
So you can hit me up on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. And it's P it's Porsche Walker with two R's. So P-O-R-T-I-A-W-A-L-K-E-R-R. Lovely yeah, stuff. And are you on the other um, social networking platforms? Um, you can listen to my SoundCloud as well. That's just Porsche Walker. I'm on like TikTok and stuff, but I don't really use that for DJing. I just use that just to show my personality a bit. <laughs> <laughs> just be active dumb on there <laughs> so you don't have to watch that it's fine <laughs> okay thank you thanks once again to this week's guest and to you for listening this podcast was supported by Home Slough using public funding by the National Lottery through Arts Council England. And you can find the blog that accompanies this podcast and many others on www.newdawndiary.co.uk. That's www.newdawndiary.co.uk. Take care, stay blessed and celebrate life.